Welcome back to Big Les's League in all rugby league experience. I'm your host, Big Les. Let's go through what is set to be an awesome Super Saturday of Rugby League this Anzac round. We've got the Bulldogs and the Cronulla Sharks going head-to-head in this one. Look, the Dogs have a lot to prove. The Dogs have a lot to prove in this one, obviously having a few injuries. Jacob Carraz now out for an extended time with an MCL injury. Uh, obviously, you've got Addo Carr out with that syndesmosis. What have I what I've had as well, not to his extent, but uh, what I've had as well, and it's a really shit injury to come back from. Um, so, Addo Carr's out, Karaz is out, you know, they've got a few forwards still yet to return, Luke Thompson, Franklin Pele, uh, they've got a few guys to return, they're very, very, very lucky that they've got Avarillo still in the side, obviously he was set to be ruled out with a knee injury, very lucky to have him in here, Braden Burns as well, he was supposed to be out, uh, but he's in this team, uh, obviously there's been a bit of drama and a bit of talk around the... and terms of the jersey swap between Kyle Flanagan and Matt Burton, I like it because I think it's more not for, you know, a position swap as per se. I mean, you know, one's gone to five, one's gone to halfback. They're both halves. Get over it. But it's more so in terms of the head noise for Kyle Flanagan because you can sort of tell when he plays, he's quite timid. He gets quite scared. He gets, you know, quite nervous to throw the next pass or to go for a play. Uh, it's more so Matt Burton that's taking the risks and going for plays. Whereas you put Kyle Flanagan in the six, you know, there's a lot of pressure around being in the seven jersey in the team. You know, I think that'll be lifted off Kyle Flanagan's shoulders a bit. I think that's the go that Serrato is going for here, getting a bit of pressure off Kyle Flanagan, letting him play footy. I think it's more so just for the mind games rather than, you know, a full positional swap. Uh, I think it's just to take a bit of pressure off Kyle Flanagan. We said we saw the same thing happen with Luke Brooks. Obviously, when Jackson Hastings came into the side for the West Tigers, um, you know, Luke Brooks went to the six, and all of a sudden he's playing amazing football, you know, taking pressure off these guys by just giving them a different jersey and saying, hey, you're playing 5-8 this week, just play your footy, you know, be the creative one in this team. It'll be a good thing for the Bulldogs, and it's going to help them out with all of these injuries. They also don't really have to worry about combinations when moving these guys, you know, um, both Adokar and Karaz are are out, so they don't really have to worry about the winging combinations because they're both out of this team. Um, so if, if there's any way to you know try this one out, it's going to be in this game. Um, I'm worried that there's going to be a lot of pressure put on Matt Burton, though. I feel like he's the guy that can handle it. Um, I don't think he's really going to see much much difference in the style that he plays in, but uh, it'll be very, very interesting to see if anything is structurally changes. I don't think it will, uh, but it'd be very interesting to see. I think Kyle Flanagan's going to play a very good game of football in this one in the number six jersey. Yeah, but let's go through the lineups and then we'll go through some more stuff about the teams. So Hayes Perham for the Dogs is at fullback. Declan Casey and Braden Burns are on the wings. Jake Avarillo and Paul Alamotti in the centres. Kyle Flanagan, Matt Burton in the halves. Max King and Tavita Pangai Jr. in the front row. Reid Marnie at nine. Corey Waddell, Jacob Preston in the back row. Raymond Vitala Mariner at 13. Josh Reynolds, Jaden Ockenbaugh, Andrew Davey, Ryan Sutton. Now, this is really annoying me, this Jaden Ockenbaugh off the, off the bench crap. I mean, he's not a forward. They're putting a winger in the forwards. You know, you've got Gerald Secton here. 
here who's a much bigger body if you want to go for that. They've still got Jackson Topine here. I don't know why they're not using Jackson Topine. Uh, he's a great lock forward. Uh, he plays tougher than he is. He plays, you know, bigger than he actually is as well. Uh, I wouldn't mind seeing him on the bench. The good thing about him is he can also slot into the nine if there's an injury. Um, whereas Jaden Nockenbore, you know, you're only really getting him in the middle. I know he's a big... Uh, you know, bulked winger, but he's not a forward. So I don't know what the go is with him coming through the middle. You know, he's not, it's not like he's going to create some spark going through the middle either. He's, he's quite, and, and this is no disrespect to Jade Nockenball, but he's one of your more uh, dumb, dulled down sort of wingers as well. So it's not like there's going to be any spark created when he comes on through the middle. It's more so that he's going to be used as a forward and they're not really there yet. I mean, they've got Jackson to on the, on, in the reserves list. I mean, I'm very surprised they're not using him. Uh, other than that, Declan Casey comes into the side, um, obviously, for Jacob Carraz. I'm, I'm keen to see Declan Casey because the last time he came in, obviously, a lot of people remember his debut, um, you know, when he was taken off on the stretcher. He didn't really have the best game before that either. But the most recent one that he came in for, I think it was for Addo Carr. Could be wrong. I might, I think it actually might have been before Carraz sort of came onto the scene where, you know, they were f- trying to find that winger. Declan Casey was there and they were putting him there for a few games. I didn't mind it. I did not mind it at all. I think he's going to have a really good game in this one. Uh, he's definitely going to be one to watch there in the number two. Uh, Declan Casey, him and Avarillo on that left side, oh, on the right side, sorry, uh, is going to be very, very interesting. Paul Alamotti, you know, he's had a big few weeks. He's pulled some fucking outstanding stats. Uh, and I think he's gone quite unnoticed over the past few weeks as well. He'll definitely be one to watch against the Sharkies. You know, defending a guy like Jesse Ramian as well, that is going to be a tough, tough knock for him. But I can't wait to see if he can pull it off. Uh, as for the Sharkies, we have Will Kennedy at fullback, Sione Katoa uh, and Ronaldo Molotalo on the wings, Jesse Ramian and C.O.C. Fatalikai in the centers, Matt Moylan and Nico Hines in the halves, Oregon Kafusi and Braden Hammond ULA in the front row, Blake Braley at nine, Britton Nakora, Teg Wilton in the back row, Cameron McInnes at 13, Wade Graham, Jack Williams, Royce Hunt, and Thomas Hazelton on the bench there for the Cronulla Sharks. Obviously, the guy in this one to watch is going to be Nico Hines. He's going to pull something out of the magic hat of tricks, and I think that this is the week that Cronulla get a massive win, and we really see how good Cronulla is. I think Kynes is set for an absolute blind. I cannot wait uh, to see how he goes uh, in this game. But I think the Bulldogs are really going to struggle. I think if they do get up in this game, it's going to be off the back of their forwards. Tavita Pangai Jr., Max King, you know, setting the tone through the middle as well. They've got Oregon Kafusi, Braden Hamanueli starting. So it's going to be a very, very tough wood battle to start. Uh, Reid Marnie as well, v. Blake Braley. I'm loving this hooking matchup. Blake Braley has actually been in some form. Uh, Reid Marnie, you know, it's sort of hard for him to get into form with this Bulldog side uh, at the moment. But when this Bulldog side is on, you know, he is absolutely firing. Um, you know, but it has been hard when they have been losing games for him to sort of look good in this side. Uh, but Reid Marnie, don't forget how much of a quality hooker this guy is. And we definitely saw it in the trials and in the opening rounds for the Bulldogs. Um, Blake Braley, look, I mean, he's been in some great form, to be honest. And as I said, some, you know, unspoken, unseen sort of form where not many people are noticing it. 
But really keep an eye on Blake Braley in this game. Really keep an eye on him uh, because he is a tackle bot as well. He's a massive tackle bot uh, and he gets through some yardage as well and very dangerous at a dummy half too. People forget about Blake Braley. Uh, Tag Wilton there on the edge. I think they're going to give him some beautiful ball and he's going to score a beautiful try. Jacob Preston has been in some massive form you know, for the Bulldogs as well, both in the number 12 jerseys, those guys. So make sure you have a look at them. They're going to be big factors in this game. Um, but yeah, Jacob Jacob Preston, what an absolute weapon over the past few weeks. I think he would be definitely a smoky for an anytime try scorer for the Bulldogs. If they score a try, it could be through him. Uh, but let's talk about the anytime try scorers. We'll talk about the margin first. I think that the Sharks win. I think the Sharks win 1-12. to The Dogs mentality, I just don't think they're going to get to 13+. plus. The Sharkies wouldn't be surprised if they do. To be honest, I might not even pick a margin for this game. I'm just going to go Sharks head-to-head because it could go either way, depending on, you know, the mentality the dogs come into this game with. You know, does this half swap of Matt Burton and Kyle Flanagan trip them up a little bit? I'm not sure. Uh, but I think, as I said, it's going to be a mind game, mind game thing uh, where they're taking a lot of pressure off Kyle Flanagan to do his to do his job, basically. But yeah, look, I think the Sharks side, you look at the back line, they've got a full strength back line. Their side going into this one is pretty much full strength. So it's going to be very, very hard for the Dogs um, to muscle out a win here. I just, I just have a feeling, Dogs at home, it's going to be very, very hard to get up in this game for the Sharkies. I think the Dogs are going to bring a really tough mentality into this game. They're going to start off really strong. Their defense is going to be solid. Uh, a few offloads from, you know, guys like Preston to Pangai Jr. It's going to get a bit dangerous through the middle there. You know, it's going to be interesting to see how the Sharks handle that. But in the same respect, you know, they've got a full strength back line here, the Sharkies. Uh, if the forward pack gets firing, Blake Braley gets firing, Hines gets firing especially. It's going to be very hard for the Bulldogs to muscle out a win here. So I've taken the Sharkies. I'll take the Sharkies head-to-head. I know a bit of le- bit of less value in that call, but I am going to take the Sharkies head-to-head in terms of any time try scorers. I'm going to take Ronaldo Militalo. Look, he hasn't been working out for me over the past few weeks, but I feel like if he's going to score in any game, he's going to score running at Declan Casey. So I'm going to take uh, Ronaldo Militalo, and that's no disrespect to Declan Casey. He's just unproven for me, just unproven. Uh, so Ronaldo Militalo, anytime try scorer for the Sharks. As for the Bulldogs, if the Bulldogs go and score a try in this game, I think it's going to be off the big center in the number four jersey, Paul Alamotti. Ronaldo Militalo, Paul Alamotti anytime try scorers, Sharks head-to-head. I think that's how this game goes. I think it's going to be much easier for the Sharks to get on the front foot in this game than it is for the Bulldogs. And they've got a lack of combinations now that Adokar and Jacob Carraz are both out. But keen to see the impact of a Tavita Pangai Jr. through the middle. Obviously, he had a blinder last week. Uh, let's see if he can have a similar game going into this one for the Bulldogs against the Cronulla Sharks. Uh, the next game is the Cowboys v the Newcastle Knights and this is a game that the Cowboys really do need to win. Uh, you know, they've been struggling over the past few weeks to get wins on the board. Newcastle, still the underdogs in this game regardless of the past few weeks, regardless of last weekend, you know, going toe-to-toe with the Penrith Panthers. To me, when I think about this game, I'm thinking about who's the underdog in this game. For me, I think it's the Cowboys. Even though they're at home, even though they're at Queensland Country Bank Stadium in Townsville, they have lost a few games there already, including to the Warriors. So, I mean, they're not going too well to with respect to the Cowboys. They've lost a few games. They're not going too well. Knights looking good. 
One of their hot boys is back. And who's the hot boy that's coming back for the Newcastle Knights? I'll tell you who the hot boy for the Newcastle Knights is coming back into this team. It's Callum Ponga. You know who else is coming back into this team? Jacob Saifidi. Tyson Gamble coming off the bench. The guy that kicked the field goal for Newcastle. I mean, come on. Come on. This is going to be... An absolute dog fight, I reckon that. Uh, Newcastle, uh, Newcastle are going to put up a fight for sure, but I think that North Queensland are going to put up an even bigger one at home. They're definitely going to want to get the win here. You know, as I said, it's been a long time since they have got a really, you know, important win like this one. I think this one is an important win if they want to sort of get a bit of momentum going into the next few weeks of the competition. Uh, but let's have a look at these lineups. For the Cowboys, we have Scotty Drinkwater at fullback, and I need to see a little bit more of him, but we'll talk about that in a second. Kyle Felt and Murray Talagi on the wings, Val Holmes and Peter Hiku in the centres. Uh, we have Tom Dearden, Chad Townsend in the halves, Jordan McLean and Cohen Hess in the front row, Reese Robson at nine. Jack Gozaweski comes into the team in the number 11 jersey with Jeremiah Nanai in the 12. Ruben Cotter is in the 13. And then we have Tom Chester, Jake Granville, Jermaine Tamar Brown and Mitchell done. Now, I love Tom Chester. Love his work. Did a great job coming into the side at fullback. Is he a 14 in his team? Is Jake Granville a front rower? Probably not. So, they need to pick one or the other for me. I think that they're playing with fire having both of these guys off the bench. Jake Granville, you're giving a lot of size up coming off the bench there as a front rower. This guy's played fullback for the team before and you're putting him in the front row coming off the bench. Don't like it. Don't like it. Don't like it. Riley Price, get him in there ASAP for Jake Granville. I mean, he's done quite well when he's come into this team, but, you know, they've stuck with Tom Chester as the 14, as the orthodox 14 for this team. You don't need Jake Granville in this team, unfortunately. Great player. You know, if you want Jake Granville in the team, have him coming off the bench in a roaming 14 sort of capacity, not as a front rower, then you bring on Riley Price. But I think you've got to bring in Riley Price for one of these guys. I think it's really, really silly for the Cowboys to be going with two smaller guys coming off the bench, particularly when both of them are, you know, realistically 14s and you've got one of them coming off the bench in the front row. They're not struggling. They're not struggling to find depth in that position. So why even try it? I think that they've got to, they have to, they have to uh, take one of these guys out of the team because the dynamic is just super, super frustrating. I think they've got to give Val Holmes some more early ball. You know, we know how dangerous Valentine Holmes can be. Just some early ball. I'd love him to get some early ball in this team. I think that would be really advantageous for the Cowboys. Uh, getting Valentine Holmes some early ball, giving him some space, letting him wreak havoc against Greg Marzu uh, and Obviously, Bradman best on that side. Um, you know, I, I mean, I need to see a bit more from Tom Dearden as well. Love to see a bit more of him running the football. I think that'd be unreal to see. Uh, Chad Townsend with this kicking game, that really needs to be amended because obviously last week, obviously, you know, the wind factor came in, but it wasn't really the best from Chad Townsend. I'd love to see him sort of make amends there and have a really solid kicking game at home. Um, Race Robson at nine, we know how dangerous he can be. I'd love to see him get into first receiver a little bit more as well. Obviously, when the ball goes out to the edges and, you know, the center would go into dummy half. I'd love to see him get into first receiver, run the ball a bit as well. Um, you know, that's where we really, um, where he sort of really shines for this team. And we haven't really been saying it, but I'd love to see him play that sort of role in this team as well. Um, and I'd also like to see him come out of dummy half a little bit more. 
He's passed at a dummy half. He's probably one of the better ones in the competition, just behind, obviously, Harry Grant um, and Reid Marnie. He's probably third in sort of feeds at a dummy half at the moment. Uh, I'd love to see him show that. You know, Jack Gozaweski coming into this team as well. Super dangerous guy on that edge, and I think he's quite underrated on that edge as well. I'd love to see the impact that he has in this team, and, um, you know, can't wait to see how he goes against Newcastle. I'll pretty sure this is his first game for the Cowboys. Could be wrong. I think it might be second or third, but it might be his first as well. Jeremiah Nanai, as we talked about, you know, Chad Townsend's kicking game. Love to see, you know, Jeremiah Nanai getting some more ball off kicks and Ruben Cotter at 13. I think he's just going to have to fucking be a dead set mongrel through this game. An absolute mongrel for the Cowboys. You know, ranking up meters, being a real defensive unit in that 13 jersey. I think that's what they're going to need. Um, as for the Newcastle Knights, we have Lockie Miller at fullback, Dom Young and Greg Marju on the wings, Danny Gagai, Bradman Best in the centres. Uh, KP and Jackson Hastings in the halves, Daniel Saifedi, Leo Thompson in the front row, Phoenix Crossland at nine. Don't mind his work, Phoenix Crossland there in the number nine jersey. Uh, Tyson Frizzell, Lockie Fitzgibbon in the back row, Kurt Mann at 13. Don't like it. Don't like it. Loved him at nine last week against the uh, Penrith Panthers. I thought when he came on at nine, the Newcastle Knights actually looked a lot more dangerous. I don't like him at 13. I like him at nine. And I think that Crossland would be, you know, better coming off the bench in the 14. I wouldn't even mind saying Gamble in the 13 jersey just quietly. Don't like him at 13, Kurt. Man, at the moment, just looking at the dynamic of this team. Uh, Tyson Gamble, uh, Jacob Saifidi, Matt Croker, Jack Hetherington coming off the bench. Um, yeah, keen to see how Tyson Gamble's used. I imagine he'll come off the bench in the number nine jersey. Uh, Jacob Saifidi coming back into this side. Love to see it. Think it's going to be a massive, massive advantage over the Cowboys. He's going to be an absolute mongrel. Um, you know, KP coming back into this team. They've got to guard him with everything. You know, he's definitely going to be in this side longer than one or two games. Uh, and I'm looking for him to have a big game in his return. Turn as well, hopefully KP uh, in the number six jersey. We'll see how he goes against the Cowboys. Lockie Miller out there at fullback. When you're comparing these two fullback fullbacks form, sorry, uh, at the moment, Lockie Miller's definitely got the cake there. Uh, in terms of form at the moment, overall, Scotty Drinkwater for me is the better fullback at the moment. But in terms of form right now. Got to give the cake to uh, Lockie Miller. He's doing some outstanding things at the moment uh, for the Newcastle Knights. Dom Young on that wing. Greg Marju on the other. Uh, I mean, it's going to be very hard for the Cowboys to win this game for me. It's going to be very, very hard. However... We know that Big Les loves an underdog bet. We know that Big Les loves an underdog bet. It's not even an underdog bet if you think about it because the Cowboys are at home and are the favorites. But in terms of, you know, looking at form over the past few weeks, I would say this is an underdog bet. Cowboys, 1-12, anytime try scorers, Valentine Holmes for the Cowboys, and then I'm going to go for Dom Young for the Knights. Underdog bet, however, keeping it simple. We're going to go Val Holmes. We're going to go Dom Young. We're going to go Cowboys 1-12. And that's how I think this game is going to go. Um, it's going to be... It could go either way. It could go the way of the Newcastle Knights. They could put on an absolute show against the Cowboys. Uh, you know, regarding their current form, it looks like that's going to be the case. But... I've got faith in the Cows. I think the Cows need a win here. They need a win against the Newcastle Knights. You know, Kalen Ponga, not really 100% for me. You know, can they work around that? 
Uh, Chad Townsend's kicking game at home. Can they get a bit of confidence at home? Can they grind out a win here against the Newcastle Knights? I think they can. Cowboys 1-12, Val Holmes and Dom Young, anytime try scorers.